Let's hear today's scripture. From Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a fine baby, she hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and plastered it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds on the bank of the river. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while her attendants walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to bring it. When she opened it, she saw the child. He was crying, and she took pity on him. This must be one of the Hebrews' children, she said. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Yes. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse it for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed it. When the child grew up, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and she took him as her son. She named him Moses, because, she said, I drew him out of the water. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this story is probably at least somewhat familiar to those of you who are here in the room with me this morning. It is the beginning of the story of the most important prophet of the Old Testament, the one who would lead the Israelites out of Egypt, the man who would receive the law from God directly. It is the beginning of an amazing story of an unlikely hero, a story that we will explore five pieces of during the month of August. A story that has many memorable parts, absolutely cinematic in nature and epic in scope. An important story, treasured and dear to Judaism and Christianity alike. A story which, if we will dig past its familiarity, to be surprised by its twists and turns anew, it is a story which can and will teach powerful lessons to us today. Today's part of the story is the story of a baby who was not to have been allowed to live past his day of birth. Today's part of the story is the story of a baby placed in a basket set among the reeds of the river in hope that the abandonment would lead to his continued life. Today's part of the story is the story of a baby rescued and in the rescue caught between two cultures. It is the story of an unlikely hero, but for this week, I would like to focus on the unlikely heroes at work other than that baby himself and what those unlikely heroes teach us today. Now first, there are some heroes who we didn't even hear about in today's reading, but their work is there nonetheless. And these are the Egyptian midwives who were under Pharaoh's order to kill all male Hebrew babies at whose birth they assisted. 
These are the women, Shipra and Pua, who had a fear of God greater than their fear of Pharaoh and who let the babies live despite the order. Telling the Pharaoh that the Hebrew women were stronger than their Egyptian counterparts and gave birth without the midwife's assistance, they managed to avoid following the Pharaoh's order and allowed baby boys like Moses to live past their birthday. Then there are some heroes we do see. The heroes within Moses' own family, his mother and his sister. Now, in spite of the fact that Moses had been spared at birth through the midwives' inaction, there was still an order that Hebrew boys were not to be allowed to live, but were to be thrown into the Nile to drown. After hiding her son as long as she could, Jochebed came up with a plan that involved the Nile, but one which would hopefully carry Moses to safety, not death. Placing Moses in a basket among the reeds of the Nile, Jochebed left him to fate. But his sister, Miriam, stayed behind to watch. Miriam was there when he was found. She was there to suggest that she could go find someone to nurse him. She was there to go get her mother, who would then be paid to do what she had longed to do all along, nurse her child. And finally, there is the hero found in perhaps the most unlikely of places, the Pharaoh's palace. This privileged young woman sees in the reeds a baby she knew was not the baby of a fellow Egyptian. This woman sees in the basket a Hebrew male whose fate is marked by her own father's commands. Beyond all of that, though, this Egyptian woman sees a human child. She sees a human child and has compassion. And she takes him in and sees to it that he is safe, fed, and protected. Unlikely heroes. Unlikely heroes faced with choices to make. Choices those in power would say were not theirs to make. Choices of life or death, of obedience to the world or to God. Choices with ramifications that extend beyond just that one life in front of them, or even of the family that was connected to it, but choices that would come in time to impact two nations. Choices that still resound today. Stepping back from this story, I challenge us all to take courage from the actions of these unlikely heroes in our own day-to-day -day lives. It is unlikely that we will find ourselves in these exact circumstances, but I propose that we likely can relate to these women and be inspired by their actions nonetheless. In our workplaces or our other interactions with organizations, we might find cause to take cues from Shipra and Pua, the midwives. When we are asked to cut corners, act unethically, cover up our mistakes, do whatever it takes to get ahead, value profit over people, put work before family. 
These are just some of the many situations where we can look to these women who were put in an untenable position in their workplace and yet made bold and brave choices despite the consequences that could have befallen them. In our families, we might take cues from Jochebed and Miriam, mother and sister of Moses. When making decisions that impact our families, like the decisions families are making about how to do school in this unusual time, like the decisions about how to protect and safeguard our youngest ones with curfews, house rules, and even laws, like the decisions about when to stay in relationships and when to end them. Whenever we find ourselves making decisions for ourselves and our families, whenever we make decisions impacting our closest relationships, we can look to these women who had to find a balance of letting go and holding tight, a balance that would best lead to the well-being of their beloved son and brother. And in our relationships with friend, neighbor, and particularly stranger, we might find cause to take cues from the daughter of Pharaoh. When the world urges us to take sides, believe stereotypes, and act towards people based on markers of race, gender, age, religion, sexuality, or any of the seemingly endless ways that we find to differentiate ourselves one from another, when the world wants us to act like it does, when the world is pulling us to behave one way and God is pulling us another, we can remember the daughter of Pharaoh who looked in that baby's eyes and behaved according to God's rule of love. Moses would grow up between two cultures and would come to a time when he would have to decide which world he belonged to, the one of his adopted mother or the one of the people to which he was born. This must have been a very uneasy place to be in, and if you read further in Exodus chapter 2, you will see that it comes to a head one day as he watches a Hebrew slave being beaten by an Egyptian overseer. What Moses does in the heat of what he witnesses that day was extreme. He murders that Egyptian. And it leads to his own exile from the land for years. What he does was too extreme. But I think it speaks to the possibility that, as a man growing up between two cultures, Moses learned to look at people as humans, not races, and to act accordingly. What he did was too extreme. Do not believe that I am saying otherwise, but perhaps it was a misguided extension of the compassionate, loving, and brave actions of the, love, of the unlikely heroes in his own backstory. They were part of Moses' story, the midwives, his family, and the Pharaoh's daughter. His story would include that murder, an exile, but eventually a calling and a going and a leading. There would not be a story to tell if the people involved did not act upon what was in their hearts, minds, and souls, if the people involved did not act upon what God had placed inside them. Natasha Sistrunk Robinson, a speaker, leadership consultant, 
Diversity and Mentoring Coach writes, our physical actions reveal the internal conditions of our soul. Choosing life means participating in God's redemptive work. Choosing life, as our unlikely heroes today show us, is a participation in God's redemptive work. For them, it was part of this long storyline of Moses. But for us, it is the continuation of this same storyline, a story of God at work in the world through and with his people. But this redemptive work takes action. It requires it. It cannot happen with just good intentions that rest within our hearts. It requires action. Broken rules, hard choices, compassionate decisions. Now, in just a moment, we are going to celebrate communion together very differently than we did in March when we were together, but communion nonetheless. In the Methodist Church, we recognize communion as well as baptism as sacraments, sacred moments, places where we take ordinary, commonplace elements, and we recognize in our interaction with them the extraordinary, amazing grace and love of God in communion, the bread and wine become outward and visible signs of an inward and spiritual grace extended to us by God. In our lives, our actions of justice and compassion similarly become outward and visible signs of an inward and spiritual love that lives within each of us. May we be strengthened and nourished today at his table and beyond, that we might so go and do as he asks, as he urges. May we be today's unlikely heroes. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit, for the glory of God. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, not just for these unlikely heroes in Moses' life, not just for the unlikely hero of Moses himself, but of all the unlikely heroes in our own lives. May we be so empowered today to be an unlikely hero in the lives of those we meet. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray today. Amen.